Hello and welcome to this next episode of the Forever Athletic Podcast with me, Coach Ian Wood. And I'd like to start this episode with a quick thank you for all of the support and feedback about this podcast over the first few weeks of its life. It's been a really rewarding project so far for me, putting something out there, feeling a little bit more vulnerable and sharing a bit more of my personality and who I am, at least a lot more than I would do in a 30 second reel on Instagram. And it's been absolutely great. I'm sure in the grand scheme of things, the numbers that I've been seeing in the analytics are really small, but genuinely every listen and every follow has absolutely made my day and it's breathed a bit of new life into me and my coaching business. If I'm a little bit more candid, I got myself a business mentor nine-ish months ago. I've learned a lot. It was great. It's exactly what I needed, but it was very business and hustle focused. Like I said, that's absolutely what I needed and what I still need to work on. But it's not why I got into coaching in the first place. And it's one of the big reasons I've never opened my own gym and probably never will. Never say never, but I probably won't. But the podcast has been a great pivot back to what I really love about coaching, giving out information that may help some of you move yourselves forward, even if it's just a little bit. And I hope that's something that you've taken away from it so far and continue to take away from it moving forward. So if you haven't already, drop this podcast a like and subscribe or follow. I don't actually know how it works. Uh, just follow it and make sure you get updated when new episodes are out every Tuesday. And I'll happily keep sharing this passion project of concise and actionable fitness and nutrition information every week with you. So thank you. Anyway, let's move on to some actual training and nutrition information. Move on from that segue and get into today's topic, which is five steps to staying in shape this summer. So it's holiday season right now. The kids are off school. The sun is out in a load of nice places. And we're all looking forward to a nice break from the routine and sometimes relentless lifestyle of being an everyday athlete, balancing training and nutrition alongside our busy lives. But for some people, this will bring either A, a ton of anxiety as the idea of taking a break really challenges your identity as an everyday athlete. Or B, it will give you an amount of worry that taking some time off from the usual training and nutrition routine will mean that you lose all of your gains and come back from holiday as either a weakling noodle or looking like you ate the person who left for the Caribbean two weeks ago. So I'm going to help you negotiate your holiday, make sure you approach them with the right mindset and give you a few some super simple strategies to help you make sure that you do actually rest, relax and recover in a way that is in line with your forever athletic goals. Okay, so that's the aim of today's podcast. So let's get stuck into it with step one of this five step process. Step number one being understand what the deal actually is. So what does your holiday look like? How long are you away for? If it's a long weekend, just a few days, it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. Just go on holiday. In the grand scheme of things, it's only a few days and you're an everyday athlete day in, day out for the vast majority of the rest of your time. You can handle a long weekend without thinking about too much. Just crack on and go for it. If it's up to a week, again, it's no huge deal. Still, it's a quarter of a month. If the rest of your month is generally on point, which it generally will be as you're an everyday athlete, it's not a huge deal. Maybe just some slight considerations. If it's two weeks that you're away for or longer, then maybe a few more considerations because that is starting to, to edge into a period of time that could influence your results in the short and longer term. So just understand how long you're away for. And then what is the context? Are you at the end of a long run of training or dieting and you are genuinely in need of a break and just changing the routine and losing a little bit of the intensity that you've been working through? Or are you mid-cycle and you just need to maintain some momentum to a goal that is maybe two to three months away in the medium sort of term? Or are you starting out on a journey and you need to learn how to live through the chaos of going on holiday, in which way you may need to be a little bit more conscious about what's going on? 
each one of those is going to have a very different approach and a very different outcome to what you need for it. So understand the context of where you are in your own training cycle. And then the third bit, understand what your time scale is. So if you've got a goal in mind, if the goal for that is on a long term time scale and the longer it is, the more flexibility you can have. You can generally be a little bit more relaxed. If you're on a shorter time scale, so you're going away for two weeks and your goal has a hard date of eight weeks time, then you've got less time to waste. That's a quarter of the time that you've got. You probably need to be a little bit more on point. So step one, understand the deal. How long are you away for? What's the context of that period of time? And what is your greater time scale in terms of the goals that you're working towards? Some combination of those may mean that you need to be a bit more um, constrained and a little bit more focused as you go through the holiday. If you're at the other end of that scale, then you can be really relaxed. You can just enjoy it and use it for the downtime that it really, really can be. So that's step one. Then step number two, I would take a moment to understand what your perfect day actually looks like. So we go on holiday to have the best time. So you need to have some awareness of what your actual best day feels like. And for the first couple of days of your holiday, that may feel like downing a few beers, eating a load of food and just totally switching off from all of it. But I bet that you don't actually want to do that for seven to 14 days because you will feel terrible and those will not be your best days, especially if you do identify as an everyday athlete. So for example, for me, I know that my best day will always include something active. It'd be a hike, it might be exploring a new city on foot, it might be going and doing a gym session in a new environment with new machines and new people that I've never trained with or bits of kit that I've never used before. That's something that I really, really enjoy and that will probably always be uh, in my perfect day. And I'm fortunate enough to have a partner who feels exactly the same way. So we don't have to butt heads. And for us, it's a no brainer that when we're on holiday, we're going to search out these things and we're going to do these things. And that's going to be a big part of our enjoyment. For you, that may not be the case. But if you are an everyday athlete, you will likely feel a lot better for doing something active and not stuffing your face until you're about to burst day in, day out, because that will make you feel slow, sluggish, bloated, horrible, and not healthy, essentially. So understand your perfect day. And remember that you want to come back from your holiday feeling epic. Uh, if you're feeling, if you're coming back from your holiday and you're feeling bloated, dehydrated, out of your routine, sluggish, you won't be coming back to day-to-day -day life feeling very refreshed. And then that is going to be a really jolting and jarring experience and coming back to work and already not being back to your best and feeling like you need another holiday to get over from your holiday. So step two, understand what your perfect day actually looks like. Then on to step three, we are going to PPP your food. PPP is a strategy that I give to a lot of my clients to help them plan ahead proactively in a positive way around their food. So a proactive, positive plan. I'm not talking about being really kind of planned and structured with the eating that you're doing whilst you're away because there needs to be a good element of relaxation to it as well. But just plan ahead on a few certain things. So think ahead to the holiday that you're going on. Is it all inclusive or is it self-catering? Big difference between the two. How is that going to affect the food that you eat? Are you in a hotel or are you in an apartment or a studio that's got a kitchen or a kitchenette? So can you prepare some of your own food and maybe control a few more of your meals or are you going to be solely reliant on eating out the whole time? Okay, think about those things and the challenges that it's going to place. That is all part of proactive, positive planning. Then the real positive part is picking the places that you really want to eat at and then working the rest of your eating around those. So. Think of the place that you're going to. You've probably been on Google, Instagram, and those sorts of things looking for restaurants that you really want to go to, like best sushi bar in Tokyo or best pizza place in New York, whatever it is. Hunt those out, get excited about them, book them in, get your table, go and eat it. But for the other uh, meals around those big meals that you're planning, 
just make sure you can fit it all in and that's going to be the most positive thing that you can do because that way you can enjoy those meals you can go out and have them and you just know that your breakfast and lunch is going to help you support that and not just throw everything kind of out the pan you know baby out with the bath water sort of thing as you're going through that we also need to think about how we're just going to control our portion sizes potentially and i'm not talking about packing your scales if you're thinking about packing your scales you're an absolute moron leave them at low uh, leave them at home and work off something a lot more simple like eating to 80 percent fullness or using something like the hand portion method which if you don't know what it is it's having a protein portion that is one to two palm sizes having a carb portion that is one to two cupped hands a vegetable portion that is one to two fists and a fat portion that is one to two thumbs, depending on the size of you as a person with bigger people having the two hands uh, and the smaller people having the one hand. Dead simple, doesn't require any measurement, just a quick eyeball will do it for you. Something like that could be really useful on the majority of your meals and then the odd meal here or there, just not worrying about it and going for it. And then thinking about things like prioritizing your protein portion, eating that first, then prioritizing your fiber portion, eating that second, and then just considering your liquid calories because the more liquid calories you consume, the less leeway you have for the actual food calories that you're going to consume as well. So liquid calories, we're probably thinking about alcoholic beverages. I'm not saying don't have them. I'm just saying genuinely enjoy them. Have a mindful moment where you sit by the pool with your favorite cocktail and you just sip away at it and just taking that moment and be like, this is epic. I absolutely love it. And if you do do that and you don't have distractions like your phone or whatever else that, that might be with you at the time, you may go and go for another one and go for another one because it didn't hit the spot. If you have that mindful moment, you will enjoy it and you'll feel less likely that you will need to have a second one, essentially. So PPP with your food, proactive, positive plan. Forgot what it was for a second. Proactive, positive plan. Then step four, we're going to think about minimum retention dose for your exercise. So we're not thinking about setting PBs whilst we're away. We're just thinking about holding on to our base level of fitness and strength and muscle whilst we're away. The minimum retention dose is the minimum amount of training that you can do to maintain the strength, the muscle size, and the endurance that you currently have. And the research is really good on this because it says that you don't really have to do much at all to maintain those things. So for example, strength and muscle size can be maintained for 32 weeks, which is probably a lot longer than you're going on holiday for. So it can be maintained for 32 weeks with as little as one session per week and one set per exercise, as long as relative intensity is maintained. So what that will look like if we're thinking about general all over muscular strength and size, an upper body push, an upper body pull, a lower body squat, a lower body hinge, one set on each of those movements for as many reps as possible to momentary muscular failure is going to be plenty to maintain your strength and muscle size over two week holiday. Not a problem at all. And that will probably take you 10 minutes to do. Okay, so there's really not much training that you have to do. Any training that you do on top of that is going to be a bonus and can just be for enjoyment and what you want to do. When it comes to endurance, your endurance can be maintained with a training volume drop of 33 to 66% or one to two thirds lower or as low as 15 to 25 minutes as long as your heart rate is sufficiently raised. So again, if you've got a hotel gym and you want to maintain the endurance that you've built over the last few months whilst you've been training, just get onto the cross trainer, get onto the treadmill, get onto the bike for 15 to 25 minutes, get your heart rate up sufficiently high. So if it's for that sort of period of time, we're looking to get into zone four-ish probably, get that heart rate up, keep it there, and then 
do your one set on upper body push, upper body pull, lower body squat, lower body hinge. And that'll be all the training that you need to do um, to maintain all your strength, all your muscle size, all your endurance whilst you're away. And you can probably get that done comfortably within half an hour. And you only need to do that once a week. Okay. So just remember, we're not looking to set new PBs, what PBs whilst you're away. We're looking to do the minimum to maintain. And after a brief period of rest and restoration, you may be surprised how your lifts and your cardio work looks compared to when you were pushing hard alongside your regular day-to-day stresses as well. A little bit of rest, a little bit of recovery, and a little bit of time away to the gym so that when you do come back to it, you are super ready to go and crush a few really good sessions you will have some great sessions because you will be ready to go and super motivated, okay? And then step number five, please remember that it is a holiday, okay? Sure, you're an everyday athlete and you really value the active lifestyle, your training routine, and the feeling that your health and your fitness gives you, but rest, recuperation, and restoration are an important part of any training progress and making good progression is dependent on it. So you are very entitled to take some time off to lower your intensity and really enjoy that break from your regular routine. Unless your goal is super important and very short term, feel free to chill the fuck out, okay? One of the key principles of strength and condition training is periodization, which is the planned manipulation of training variables in order to maximize training adaptations and prevent the onset of overtraining syndrome. If you're being smart with your programming and training, or you're getting a very skilled SSC coach to do it for you, I know a guy, he's very handsome. You can make these downtimes as productive as the intense training times as they fit the need for planned reductions in training volume intensity to prevent that overtraining and to also promote the maximal training adaptations because your body has had the time to actually rest, recover and regenerate better than it was before. Remember, athletes aren't in season all year round. Everyday athletes don't need to be in season all year round. Having some time off, being off season is totally okay. So those are your five steps to staying in epic shape this summer. If you enjoyed this and you need more practical advice just like this, that actually takes into account your need for a life around your training and nutrition. First of all, find me on all the usual social channels at Coaching Wood is where you'll find me. Or if you want to work with me or learn more about how to work with me, head to www.coachianwood.com. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next episode.